Welcome to Teching Ball, where we deliver the tech news in 30 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Buck. I'm Abbas. And let's get started. So, Abbas, I'm really excited. About what? <laughs> June 1st, I am registering abbasinha.sucks as my new domain. From San Diego? What do you mean from San Diego? Because you'll be in San Diego that day. Oh, we will? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we will. Okay. <laughs> I've forgotten about this. But yeah, I'll be registering it from San Diego. I gotta hop quick on that. Hmm. There's Glory. gonna be a lot of people trying to register this. Who? When did this suddenly, this uh, dot sucks, when did this come out? Of, all of oh, this is a new thing. This is currently in its sunrise. Uh, so, so right now, if you're a, a brand holder or a celebrity or something, you can... Huh. For a low, low price of $2,500 a year, <laughs> register your brand name dot sucks so that other people can't get it. But that's the $2,500 only for celebs, though. For normal people, it's much uh, less. Yeah, so it, it's actually more for higher profile people, but that seems to be uh, their standard price. So, how, so let's say you registered my name. How much would that cost you? If I promise to blog about how much you suck, mm-hmm. it's $10. A oh, year. that's it? Oh, that sucks. If that, you want that does to, suck. It should have been more expensive. If you want to purchase it to prevent me from doing that, it's $250 a year. Well, Unless, I can s- uh, that's if you want to own it. If you just want to prevent people from using it, it's a low, low price of $200 a year. This is In very clever market. not extortion. Wait, yeah, what is this? This is extortion. <laughs> How is this legal or something? Seriously. Hmm? I don't know. Maybe you can sue them once I start doing this. Which company is doing this? Don't tell me GoDaddy. It's a uh, it's a registrar called Vox Populi. It's uh, apparently supported by Ralph Nader. If you you can actually go and see a video they produce where it's a big video full of Martin Luther King quotes about how this is the voice of the people and, and this, this is, is what they do. They're like <laughs> sucks is a protest word. This is something good where people can can fight back against brands and uh, but you, know, you they can just still si- to make a shitload of money yeah. by protecting people from being able to do that. And no, you can still silence it, but yeah, if you pay a lot of money. So this is, just, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really silence it. Basically, they get a bunch of money, and then in, instead of like apples.sucks, you get like a myapplewatch.sucks or something. You know, you, there's like a million variations. Exactly. You can do a million variations. <laughs> I would say they should even launch like a bidding service. Just keep bidding to whoever wants it more. <laughs> Yeah, it can be like AdWords. It can be on-demand uh, domain yeah. registration as people are trying to do this. <laughs> Let's do this idea ourselves. This will make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, we can't. The dot sucks is already taken. Maybe we can come to them with this idea. Buck dot sucks has a good, uh, you know, sort of rhyming a to buck it. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to, if you register that, this is going to be registered in your name. <laughs> oh, I, w- I welcome you too. I I'm I'm betting Buck has so many meanings. Some someone else will be will have taken this by June first. <laughs> I yeah I don't know how many other people are called Abhasinha. This is uh, slightly worrying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better hope none of them sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean all of them obviously suck except me, but it's okay. I don't think this 100% will happen. One hundred percent of the Abhasinhas I know suck, so this is not looking good for you. I know many more. Don't worry. I will. I, you know, when there was Orkut, the social network around, there actually was a group there which was called like people with the name Abhas or something. And I was actually invited to join that stupid group, but I was like, I'll stay away from that because it's not really that common a name, I guess. But still, I'm sure there'll you be other wouldn't people. Wouldn't be part of any group that would have you as a member, right? Uh, yeah, I don't like these other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, that's great news. Uh, well, good start to all this, and yeah, we'll do this from San Diego. 
and probably I'll probably drown you in the sea before any of this can happen. But sure. Oh, I, I, that's the best day to drown me if it goes at all like last year and I get too drunk to defend myself. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Kick you into the pool or something after you do and that. I, that's probably the only way I can just survive the horror of being in San Diego. <laughs> Why is it horrible in San Diego? It's it's just kind of this hot hellhole with nothing good. They torture whales there. There's nothing good is happening in San Diego. I mean, I get the point about the whales thing, but I think the weather is supposed to be more pleasant, right? It's more near the sea or something, no? I mean, it's, it's nice if you didn't grow up nearby in a much nicer climate <laughs> like Long Beach. <laughs> oh, I, I had no idea. I only visited uh, San Diego, I think, yeah. last it's, it's, Thanksgiving. It's beautiful if you come there... With India as your reference point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I came there with Bay Area as my reference point, but I went in, like, November, so it was really pleasant at that time, but, Okay. Yeah, Yeah, November, it's probably okay, but we're going on June 1st. Uh, We we might die. It's okay. Uh, You're going to murder me when I register this domain, so... I mean, there'll be plenty of opportunities for me to take my shirt off, so I'm all for this. Let it be as hot as possible. And aren't you going to beach party tomorrow? You should be ready for this, too. I know. It's going to be very embarrassing for you when we both have our shirts (laughs) off in June. All right. Uh, This will be the cover photo for Abhasana.sucks. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is is not going to work for me, actually, because... I'm pretty sure the Beachbody class doesn't end before June 1st. So I'm only uh, going to have like two-thirds of a Beachbody by then. It's okay. That that's should still, still going to make... That'll be enough to embarrass you. Exactly, exactly. So I was going to say uh, that. That, you know, that should still be enough. Uh, anyway. But if this were July 1st, it would be devastating. We'll do it for July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's move on from that. Well, I was going to move on to a more... Serious story after Beach Buddies and oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, well, I was going to say that I was recently reading a lot of stuff about, you know... Well, actually, let me rephrase this in form of a question. So what do you think would be some of the most important innovations which are happening in Silicon Valley right now? According to you, that is, at least. Mm, programmers? That's pretty... Um, yeah, that's not innovative. That's already happened. I'm saying which is happening. Ah... Uh, What's happening right now in Silicon Valley. Or, at least, or what you think is very important, you know, as an innovation which should happen for internet or for, you know, electronics in general. What do you think is so important? I'd say, say the most important thing we need to get here is, is high quality, fast internet connections. That is sort of also happening with Google Fiber, I guess, and now Comcast has launched its... Actually, I'm confusing the names of the Comcast and AT&T service, whatever they want to call it, but that's also coming your way. But something even more important than that. Even more important. Is mm-hmm. it a new Miley Cyrus album? Well, sadly, I failed you. But anyway, I was referring <laughs> to people working on a super battery, basically. You know, basically st- mm-hmm. uh, batteries which will recharge your devices or, you know, recharge instantly. So I don't, I don't know if you might have read that researchers in Stanford recently developed this yeah. aluminum ion battery which recharges in like a minute or something. You are a goddamn thief. This is my, this is one of my stories. It's, I'm extremely sorry that you're not going to have to go with it. No. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you're such Second. a terrible person. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's right. it, anyway, but as I was going to say, so Stanford obviously has developed that and I was reading this stat that, you know, the lithium ion battery. It's developed what? You, you got to be more specific. I know what you're talking about, but. I did already say aluminum ion battery, which recharges very fast, basically within a minute. Mm -hmm. I did already say that. If if you want me to say it has a graphite cathode and all that sort of thing, I'm not going to go into that. But uh, anyway, the point being... We're in America. It's aluminum. 
<laughs> Aluminum. Okay, let's just say that. All right. Okay. All right, anyway. Now so I know po- what you're talking about. Great. So the point being, the lithium-ion batteries, which we currently use, uh, I think can be recharged approximately a thousand times or have a thousand cycles in them. Whereas mm-hmm. these new batteries, which which are being developed in Stanford, can be recharged an average of 7,500 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem being right now is that they can't generate a voltage which is high enough as the lithium-ion batteries. It's only roughly half of it. So that's what they're working on. And this is something very exciting. And this led me to a related news article which said that Tesla is working or, well, we should say Elon Musk is working on something similar. And apparently they're going to make an announcement on April 30th in this regard. So everybody is really looking forward to that also. So I wonder if they're also going to launch some version of this battery also, because he apparently has this big plant or something going where they're really working hard at this problem. All right. So Abbas, since I prepared this one as also, I actually have some facts prepared. Let's, <laughs> let's see if you know them. So you, you say it's got about half the voltage of a lithium-ion battery. What, what would that voltage be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I need to know that? Who cares? Why wouldn't you know this? You're, you're like making the claims only, about what no, the no, voltage the is. Only you have no idea what the voltage is. I made a relative claim. I said it's half of it. So I never even specified what was the voltage of the aluminum aluminum battery. Every article about this mentioned what the voltage about the... What Not the, the one other. I read, but anyway, what is the voltage? Well, I'm interested it's, to know what... It's two volts. I actually looked at many articles and actually went both to the original press release and then to the abstract of the Nature paper. Uh, I'm very disappointed in your boss that you wouldn't look at any of these things. <laughs> well, I was going to delegate all this research to you. I'm glad you already did it, but anyway. And then you're also mi- you're missing the, the other big issue, is, is what is the capacity of the battery? So... What is the capacity? I am not sure about that either. Go ahead, tell me. All right, so so this one, actually, many of the articles I read mm-hmm. discussed, like, oh, we don't know what the capacity is. But if you if you go to the original source, it says it's uh, 70 milliamp hours per gram, which, okay. uh, if you look at the mm-hmm. volume of uh, your average battery, mm-hmm. uh, your AA battery, and the density of aluminum, that, that gives you something like 1,500 milliamp hours, which is a, a little less than your standard battery. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the range of some batteries, like a cheaper, cheaper AA battery will have this much. It. So it's not too bad then, then the capacity sh- is not that big a problem. As it's, it's, a lot, it's quite a bit less than a, than a high-quality lithium-ion yeah. battery. Although they, they do say, you know, this is... You know, they've just developed this, so hopefully it will improve with time. Yeah, I mean, this will be so awesome. And I was even reading about they're working on some sulfur-based and uh, other batteries also, and actually even making improvements to the lithium-ion batteries by using, I think, nanotubes to construct it, which apparently, you know... Oh, they yeah, have for sure. Work. You toss some nanotubes in there, it's much better. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they are, make okay. everything just super good. Well, they have claimed that research has already achieved, like, they can recharge 70% of the battery in two minutes, but they are working to develop this further, the I think. lithium-ion? Yeah, they're working to make the no, lithium-ion batteries better. I think better. This, uh, this aluminum thing is far more exciting. You know, aluminum's everywhere. And then it has the graphite... Mm-hmm. It has the graphi- graphite uh, cathode as well, mm-hmm. which is... Also very plentiful. That is also true. So, and yeah, and I, I mean, the only thing with lithium-ion is that, you know, because it has been in use so long and I guess they already manufacture, you know, all the process and stuff like this there, which I guess should not be too difficult even if you switch materials, but even though nanotubes, and if those nanotubes can work with lithium-ion batteries, maybe they'll work well with these, you know, aluminum batteries also. And yeah, maybe even some improve- nanotubes and everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... 
there's this engineering college in Singapore which has recently patented something in that regard. There are other things in that article which I was reading also, like they're obviously working on supercapacitors and I think they're working on sulfur-based batteries or something also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I look forward to the day when I plug because I have noticed with the latest uh, iOS update 8.3 or whatever, my charging has really slowed down apparently for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day when I can just plug my phone in and just take it out okay. in a minute. Well, tomorrow, let's go to Stanford. Okay. We're, we're going to go to this physics lab and we're going to tell them, what the fuck are you doing with graphite? <laughs> Put some carbon nanotubes as the cathode. Yeah, I know. What is this? Just, Every problem is solved. Exactly. Just speed it up already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think we should definitely do that. All right, that's yeah. great. We have covered two stories in one go. That's, I mean, this is brilliant. I think this is yeah, the first yeah. time we have, we have ever overlapped stories, which is good. Okay, We're both now, very excited about <laughs> batteries. It's it's the way of the future. Well, the thing is, I was so irritated with my Apple phone charging so slow that I just read this article. I was like, click this article now. When is the super battery coming? I want to see it right now. And then I'm I also have... kind of concerned now because you're saying that you know, I just opened my iPad for this podcast and it's telling me I need to upgrade to 8.3 and you're telling me it'll charge very slowly now? You know, it might not relate to that. It could just be my phone gone bonkers, but I don't know. That's when I noticed it. This is, you know, you can ask right. other people in the office before we do that. So you know. I usually charge it overnight, so the charging time doesn't concern me too much. And maybe I'll probably toss some nanotubes in and just charge it in a couple minutes anyway. Well, then why are you even concerned? That's all right. I just, I just you know, I, I hope Radio Shack carries the nanotubes I need. Uh, Radio Shack is closed. I'm looking... No, it's it's open near us. I'll just toss it in through the audio jack, I guess, or do I put it right in the part charging port? Um, whatever you please. You can make okay. all the design choices since you are the innovator here. All right. All right. What's our next story then? Or what's your next story since we have My already... My next story is about this very sinister eighth grader in, in Florida. What did he, he do? He is being charged with uh, some felonies for hacking his school computers. Okay. You won't believe... This kid... Mm-hmm. He, he used some, some very devious social engineering. He mm-hmm. watched his teacher type in the admin password on the school computers, saw it was someone's last name, which uh, it was not divulged in the article. Then, when the teacher isn't around, he, he snuck in and altered some data on the computer. What was the data? His grades? <laughs> uh, no, no, it was the, the wallpaper. <laughs> he, he turned to, uh, to a picture of two men kissing. And, uh, but while he uh-huh. didn't change any grades or anything, okay. he could have. Uh-huh. And that thought is just so frightening that they have to throw felonies at him. Felonies? I mean, seriously. First of all, where in Florida is this? Which backwater of Florida? <laughs> I, oh man, I did not think to look up where it was. Uh, I, I have the name of the middle school, but I forgot to look up which, which, uh, city or Now I was just wondering if it was, if it, if it was an <laughs> urban area, it was, you know, some random, I don't know, county where civilization of well, internet has reached, so civilization is there, but. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, you don't know. Maybe they have like an old computer lab of like 1980s Max. Yeah, probably. Max, were they Max or were they running Windows? I would have imagined Windows in the school labs. No, I'll, Mac uh, was very smart in giving out a lot of computers to school labs. So oh, uh, American oh, school see. children, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, grew up with uh, with Macs. I did not know labs. that. While we were yeah. using MS DOS in India, that's terrible. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I mean, MS DOS is is the thing you need for tech support. 
So this is this is and and training. by the way, this used to happen in our labs all the time. People would log into those computers in your computer lab and delete, try to delete all sort of stuff from those Windows machines. And it's pretty easy to make Windows crash, actually, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so this happened a lot. I'm glad nobody was charged with felony then. Yeah, but. yeah, it, it's. I, you should you should be proud of people who do these sorts of things, especially when he for- didn't actually do anything bad to the computers. But they're like, I know. they decided he he could have done something bad to the computer, so um, throw the book at him. Basically, so like it's like Minority Report now, thought crime. Yeah, exactly. Not even thought crime. He didn't even want to do something bad. Just <laughs> he had the opportunity to do something bad, and that's enough potential to, to attack mm-hmm. kids now. And what sort of felonies have been thrown at him? Like, what's the penalty and stuff? You know, unauthorized access of a computer system that, you know, very generic felony. They just throw at anyone who does anything related to a computer now. This is what happens when a bunch of morons run government who know nothing about technology. Well, I guess they're not morons. They're just sinister, I guess. They can just use all these broadly, you know, defined laws and just put anybody behind. I mean, the eighth grade student, so he's like, what, 12, 13, basically? He's 14. Can you even do then- that? Like, can you even, like, charge... You know, like Junas with felonies or something like that. I don't know. I guess it depends on Florida law. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you can charge juveniles as adults for some crazy reason. You can you just try. I thought you could only try them at like. Hmm, I thought you could only try them for very serious crimes like murder or something, and that too maybe the judge or something had to say something. I, about I'm it. no legal scholar. All I know is they are charging him with a felony. I don't know what that means. I guess you know you can't you can't charge people with felonies. Just the um, you know if these charges as a juvenile the consequences become different than if he was charged as an adult. Correct. And I mean, this coming that's, that's from a state... understanding, at least. This coming from a state where the government instructed their people not that they could not uh, mention the word climate change in their offices. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are obviously lots of yeah, other just wonderful... just think if he had pushed, like, a, a map of Florida and, and actually shown which parts of it are underwater, which is not <laughs> in the official Florida maps. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have been in jail. Governor Rick Scott would have made sure of that then. Oh, what a beautiful... Well, that's sort of depressing, actually. Poor kid. I hope he, you know, uh, doesn't actually get uh, thrown in jail or something. Yeah, I, I'd I'd say the kid should be fine, because what the fuck if he's not fine, but it's Florida. Anything could happen. I seriously worry about the kid. I, I don't know. know. That actually is... A, um, I was just thinking of this as a funny story, because I never thought that I, something bad would end up happening to this kid, but now... Now you've depressed me as well, boss. (laughs) Oh, so it's my fault now. It's Florida's fault. Yeah, lift me up with with a good story now. (laughs) Well, my next story... Well, it's music-related. I wouldn't say it's... I don't know, good or bad, you can interpret it any way you want. I was going to tell you that YouTube... Well, I... You might have heard before that YouTube is basically launching this, you know, sort of paid subscription service, where now if you have a YouTube channel, you know, your customers can um, offer this paid version of YouTube where they won't be shown ads... I do have a couple of concerns about that, which I'll mention later, but first thing being, I'll just go over this thing. So yeah, you can opt in this program, where if you opt into this paid YouTube program, you don't see any ads. People who upload videos, if they choose to opt out of this, they will have to mark their videos as private. So that's another clause, which YouTube has inserted. Wait, what? Uh, I don't understand. So if you upload a video mm -hmm. and you don't want people to see it without seeing an ad, your video has to be private? If you basically don't are not a signatory to this YouTube contract, yeah, you will have to mark your video private. You can't just distribute it publicly on YouTube, I think. Unless I think. you're paying YouTube or uh, unless 
You're just well, part uh, unless yeah, unless you're party. Well, if you're party to this contract, I think the contract stipulates YouTube gets forty five percent of your uh, revenue, which the viewer is paying for a video or something, or something okay. like that. Okay, so, so you're steep. subscribing to a particular channel. Yes. Or are you subscribing I, to YouTube in general with this one? Well, so this is what it says. You don't know it, anything about this story, do no, you? No, no, l- listen to me. Creators clicking through to the new partner terms on YouTube that discovered that YouTube plans to keep 45% of the revenues for itself while sharing the other 55% which the viewers are paying to access all these channels on YouTube according to their okay. share of viewing by subscribers. So it's proportional to how many subscribers you have, I guess. Okay. And so if you don't accept these new terms, which are in advance of this, then Mm -hmm. today you say no to the terms and now you can't upload public videos. Yes, that's what I think this is going to be. Uh, And so this is, I don't know if this is live yet or not, but this is coming pretty soon, I think. It's not live yet, it's going to come pretty soon. I mean, YouTube already launched a beta of a music service, which is going to rival Spotify. Like it's a subscription service also, which I think Mm -hmm. is in the same pricing tier because, for example, I subscribe to Spotify Premium, which is like 10 bucks a month. And YouTube's, I think, is on a similar pricing scale also, where, you know, you can access uh, videos as well as, uh, you know, music channels and stuff like that on YouTube uh, for okay. 10 bucks a month. Well, this makes sense, because I, I feel like both Spotify and YouTube lately have just been showing so many ads that it could only be to drive people off the platform. <laughs> but Probably. that makes I mean, sense if you're being dri- driven off of the platform and into the, the slightly different mm-hmm. version of the platform where you just give them money directly. But see, the only difference there is that Spotify was always sort of this freemium channel, whereas YouTube, people have been used to this free stuff for so long that I don't know how many people are going to adopt it. But then again, if I had to choose one service or I would switch over, if I was, you know, which would make me switch over from Spotify, it would be YouTube because YouTube probably has a, probably a bigger collection than Spotify for all the music and, you know, all content, etc., stuff like that. So this is going to be pretty interesting, actually. See, when I interviewed at YouTube, I was actually told I'm, like, actually a YouTube power user because I subscribe to people, which uh, very few people do. And I still really? find just so little value, even with all my subscriptions. Honestly, there's just I so have little been... good content I'm getting day really? to day. I actually watch a lot of YouTube content. I don't know, maybe it's because I watch a lot more sports-related videos or, you know, I watch this... Uh, there's this channel called Watch Mojo. I watch a lot of their top 10 countdowns or I'll watch Jon Stewart clips because I don't really watch each episode of The Daily Show or The Colbert Report, so... I don't know, maybe it's just because I watch a lot of more, and I do listen to a lot of music on YouTube also, so I do like the channels I subscribe to. You're willing to watch, like, whatever bullshit there is. You're basically BuzzFeed's wet dream. No, I'm not willing to watch whatever <laughs> BS it is, but... You, you're, know, you subscribe- said you're just, like, going through top ten videos all day. No, That's no, what you just I, told me. Number one, I did not say I'm going through top ten videos all day. I number said I one. watch a channel... What's number two? What's number three? <laughs> Let me go... You're even talking in top ten videos now. <laughs> Well, I do watch quite a bit of them, but then there are only so many top 10 videos you can watch, right? So it depends on my mood or whatever. But no, my point being that there are lots of different sort of content on YouTube and I subscribe to all these channels and they do have the recommendation and stuff like that laid out really well. So there is a lot of content which you could consume. I'm, you know, it's not like, I think they do get a lot of subscribers that way. And I was reading somewhere that YouTube is still the number one, you know, if you are a music artist and you want to distribute your music, you still can get the maximum number of viewers on YouTube. Which obviously has something to do with the fact that it's free, obviously, but, uh, you know, it still is, you know, the widest distribution channel available to anybody, basically. I guess it so, remains to be seen how the monetization It'll convert to paid, yeah. yeah, to Spotify. Yeah, that's the biggest competitor. Spotify has like, I think Spotify said it has like 50 million users, out of which 12.5 million, which is roughly one-fourth, are paying. So that's a pretty big number. 
So let's yeah, see uh, how... Yeah, go ahead. And the way people listen to music on YouTube, if you're paying like $10 a month and it's getting split based on number of views you do among all the people you're watching, it's going to be yeah, nothing there... for people who are watching music because people are just doing these playlists and watching like hundreds yeah, of videos. They're... I don't know if there were revenue service for the music one, how much it's going to make because yeah, people also watch a lot of other content on YouTube, which is why I think YouTube is launching the second one also where you watch all these videos and you don't have to watch ads if you pay YouTube money. So let's see. It's interesting, I think. I mean, I, I think YouTube was also making a loss for the longest time. So they probably want to turn it around now. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see what it does. I mean, I looked at some other, because I was looking at music subscription service, which, you know, if our listeners and you remember from last time, we discussed how much do music artists make from music videos and stuff like that. So there was this recent conference in London called, I think, Music Connector or something like that, where it was basically a forum for indie music, uh, you know, bands or and indie music labels, etc., to discuss how they promote their music and, you know, what are the potential opportunities from the internet, what are the potential, you know, fallouts and stuff like that. Oh, you're and being they, so boring. No, but it was pretty interesting. For example, do you use SoundCloud? I've never heard of SoundCloud. Okay, I think we should stop this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is getting too specialized uh, for everybody yeah. now. So, but you're, point you're being, there is a lot nerd. more music. <laughs> yeah, I've turned to a music nerd. So, but yeah, there's a lot of music services, and uh, you're going to get more options pretty soon. Anyway. Oh, h- hooray. <laughs> Thanks for being excited, but I'm actually, I am excited, but anyway, go ahead. What's uh, I have story? all sorts of new ways to pay an extra $10 a month out of my paycheck to, to hear noise in my ears while I work. It's, it's an awesome it's new cool. world. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, I was, anyway, go ahead with your next story. Right. Well, this is probably the best story of the day, of the year, maybe of the, the year. decade, maybe oh. ever. Okay. Is, um, uh, you you probably heard about like lab grown burger patties, right? Not really, but I will take your word for it. Yeah, last year there there was a big story. They grew some lab grown burger patties and did some taste tests with some uh, blinded volunteers, and uh, and you know, they actually fared fairly well. But there there was a bit of a downside: is these patties cost about uh, three hundred twenty five thousand dollars to make. But uh, there's been a recent what? breakthrough. <laughs> what? There's been a recent breakthrough. This was the the initial version. This year, today. For one patty? For one patty? The patty now only costs $11.36, which is enough that I, I would go to a restaurant and buy it at this point. So it's like umami burger now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, eleven thirty six is just for the patty itself. There's going to be some preparation and you know, it's going to have to travel to the restaurant and things, but... I would easily pay twenty dollars to to try this patty. And this is a patty your mother can appreciate because this does not involve killing a cow. It, you do have to kill some cow at some point because it, it does start off with a little bit of meat. But I, you could probably even take that from a live cow. I think I'm getting converted to my mother's point of view because I was recently reading an article on how beef is the most you know environmentally unfriendly meat that you could eat. Yeah, that's why we need this. You grow it in the lab. There's no cows involved. Except there, there are cows involved at the start, but you know the, they're going to cure the the cow issue, and we we won't have to uh, we won't have to smell all this uh, you know literal bullshit. Why don't down you, since you're such an early adopter, why don't you open a franchise of this restaurant or whatever, which will sell only these sort of patties on University Avenue? You'll make a lot of money. This is exactly the sort of area where people would want to try these sort of things, you know. Yeah, I, I might have to look into that. 
That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there might be a spot. There are so many restaurants around us which are closing down all the time. There might be a spot opening up for you pretty soon, I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have one? to talk, talk to some angel investors about this. You might be the new Sushirito of University Avenue. Oh, my God, if only. No, this is this really happened. I was at Sushirito on Saturday, and there was this uh, you know couple passing by, and the guy saw this huge line outside Sushirito, and he just excitedly started pointing his way without looking at what where he was. He was like, "Oh, so this is Cream, you know? This is a place which was really popular." And then he walks two <laughs> two stores down his back, and he looks at it like, "Oh, this is Cream. Then what is that?" So you know, so your new restaurant will be something like this. Also, people will just look at the line like, "Oh my God, look at this! This is Cream," but. So I have to make it really cramped so that the line always goes out the door. Always. Like Your store has to be super small. There can only be a single line. Don't let people form two queues, you know. This all things seems yeah. like super essential. Just block the extra line area with some token tables. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Pretend, pretend like there's actually a non-cramping the line reason for those. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is and brilliant. Just... I should probably completely black out the windows. Uh-huh. And make it so only one person can fit in the store at a time. And so the whole line is outside of the store, except for the one person making the purchase. And keep your store only open from 11 to 3 for at least six months. I think that was their most brilliant marketing move. Because people <laughs> just... You have to rush in there to get it. They have been in soft launch mode forever, but whatever. Yeah. I think well, I might actually great. have to do this. I'm going to have to start talking to these uh, these lab-grown meat people. Where is this lab located, by the way? I don't know where the lab is located. Okay, plan, uh, all I plan have written down for this story is lab-grown burger patties are 11.36. I got too excited after this and, and just ran off to, to a demand we record the podcast, basically. <laughs> I see. Okay, I mean, I'm getting more and more excited also. But yeah, yeah. we should totally look this up. Tomorrow we'll do more research on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome. we'll put together a business plan. Uh, you can... You, know, you can come in if you're willing to do you know your fair share like do half the work with me I can cut you in for one or two percent that's cool and uh, I think at our company's next board meeting we'll just barge in and present our idea anyway mm-hmm yeah, yeah that well, sounds great if we don't get any investors or workers we'll at least get customers especially yeah. you know there are a lot of vegetarians who are probably dying to eat meat and this is kind of a you know cruelty and death free meat. Yeah, we'll definitely distribute it to all the vegetarian people in our office for sure. I think they love meat, actually. Yeah, well, they will once it doesn't involve death and cruelty. Yeah, this is this is what's keeping a lot of people away from this me. This is brilliant. So. You you potentially have the biggest market possible in India. Where, <laughs> yeah. And imagine, you know, all the celebrities—they always want to go vegan or vegetarian or whatever for trends or whatever. I'm sure there'll be early adopters also. Hmm. Mm. This sounds more brilliant by the second. Let's pitch this to, I don't know, some really big investor tomorrow. Okay. Well, uh, we'll go find the Elon Musk or something. I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure he's in for this. He can at least write a really long proposal and just put it out there for us to implement. If I not think he might helping. delay his super battery project and April 30th might announce this instead. So let's do that instead. Yeah, Ooh. that'll be great. What if What if he makes a meat battery? I cannot imagine what so you, that would look like. When you said meat battery, the first image which came to my mind was Lady Gaga's meat dress. But now I'm so to... here's the plan. They basically, they, they take a big block of ground beef, they toss it in your Tesla, you go for like 200 miles, at the end you, you go to the new charging station, you're like, I need a new block of meat. They pop yours out, it's cooked from the heat of running the car. You sit down, you eat a nice you know steak or you know burger or something, 
And then once and you're done uh, eating, your car is recharged with fresh meat for the next drive. You are probably dead by then, but that's fine. After eating why, that, why would I be dead? <laughs> after eating that meat, you just eat. <laughs> no, this is very well cooked meat. This has um, been cooked for 270 miles or something. Pasteurized and everything. Yeah, this, this yeah. sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Anyway, enough about meat. I think we are starting to get over our time. There's limit, never so. been enough about meat. <laughs> Uh, well, but we're starting to get about time limits, so I think we should get to the award ceremony now. So why don't you okay. no- nominate something for our weekly Paula Altonis? I would like to nominate Ralph Nader for his uh, for his support of the Dot Sucks TLD. I'd like to nominate him in the category of consumer protection or consumer advocacy. This is consumer advocacy. This is yeah. This is well, consumer advocacy. Well, I thought, yeah, Ralph Nader was, well, he's the Green Party guy, right? Right. But, uh, so you can trust Yeah, I him. guess, I mean, this is the first, yeah, I think this is the most important thing which obviously happened this week, and since it personally affects me, I'm extremely concerned. You have to give, you have to give your own nomination first. My nomination, my nomination would actually would have been for the battery for Tesla's announcement on April 13th mm-hmm. because I did get excited with that. But for Tesla's announcement, not for the actual announcement that's already happened of the aluminum battery. But that's happened a while ago, right? So I'm, this, I don't think that's exactly new news. Now that we are mentioning it, because it then came up recently. Then why did you talk about it? Well, because I read it in this article which was discussing super yeah, batteries. It is news. I, the paper just came out this week. Oh really? I thought it had been. I I thought I had heard this before also, but maybe I'm mistaken. But. Yeah, I, I will just had some press earlier, but the paper actually came out this week, which is why oh, I see. Maybe it that's why up in yeah. both of our news feeds this week. Got it, got it. Maybe that's okay. Yeah, I nominate the super battery. Yeah. All right. So you, and I so think you, I win. Once you mention the super battery, now I, I feel like the super battery should win as much as as you're fighting for Ralph Nader. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think super battery should win because without that, there will be no internet, no electricity, and no podcast. Yeah, these these have not happened yet without the super battery, and I hope they one day do, once we have a super battery. I know, I can, cannot wait to record our first podcast, but yes. Okay, what what is the category that we're going to award it, this uh, Palo Altonian? World Peace, I don't know. World Peace? Okay. <laughs> this will totally promote that also. The Palo Altoni, the Palo Altoni Peace Prize, the, the most worthless of the Palo Altonis is what we're giving this device no, that will save You us do all. realize the more time you spend on your iPhone, the less likely you are to indulge in stupid activities like fighting or, you know, uh, abusing other and, people. Like, you've given like it that. this association like the Nobel Peace Prize, Peace Prize which is, as everyone it knows, is, the, the stupidest is also worthless. of the Nobels. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, but yeah... With this note, let's wrap up our podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners where can they find us? They can find us at techingball.com. Twitter, search for at techingball. Uh, check us out, facebook.com slash techingball. And even shoot us an email, techingball at gmail.com. <laughs>